Can give me a few seconds. Oh, okay, I'm gone. Cool. So, here we are. Uh, Made in Chapel podcast this is episode 30, I think. Is it? Yeah, oh. episode 30. So, slight, slight mil- milestone, but, you know, here we are. Too many hours. Yeah, exactly. Content kings. <laughs> But yeah, main type of podcast, uh, most influential podcast in the world. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> We've got a special, 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 special guest. Um, it is, well, it depends how you want to be referred, because online we know you as Kia, but your name is... Kai. All the way around. So All the way around. My, I'm known as Kay, but my got name's you. Kia. Got yeah. you. I've seen okay. From the Pennies to Pound podcast. Yes. How are you doing this afternoon i'm good i'm what am i like in my like week four of lockdown so i'm slightly going insane but i'm okay <laughs> i'm all right you're not alone you know i mean i'm still yeah. going yeah we'll get there get there slowly. Yeah. fingers crossed we get to but now it's good to have you on here um we have been a really big fan of your, your stuff you've been doing really well on the socials and just Thank some you. of your content is very just needed, you know, because like a lot of 100%. a lot of finance stuff seems to go at a miss, especially with our generation. And like, yeah. I feel like it's really especially our that. community as well. Yeah, ex- that's yeah, yeah. probably the main yeah. thing about it, really. But um, we, I just wanted to get you on here just to share some of your insights, some of your your journey. And uh, mm-hmm. I guess the perfect place to start would be with Pennies a Pound podcast. Like, what what inspired you to actually like make it? Um, so that's an interesting story. So I created my first thread on Twitter, which is my end of September, which is about the best ways to save. And I was never really trying to do that per se on Twitter. So that was the first one. Didn't really do any kind of numbers, but for me, I had like 800 followers. So whatever, even though I got 10 retweets, that was amazing for me at the time. Um, then I did a thread about four days later about how to buy ISA. Then that thread went viral and I was like, oh my gosh, okay. And a lot of people were just like, so I gave like, I started giving like nuggets and little gems. People were like, oh my gosh, like write a book, start a TV show. And I was like, you guys are moving mad. Start and then someone was like, start a podcast. Exactly, yeah. But someone was like, start a podcast. And I was like, actually, podcast, I think I can do. Mm-hmm. So I thought about it, like I was running through with my friends, like running on that idea. Um, and everyone was like, yeah, cool, you should do it. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, and I remember like, I didn't know how you start a podcast. I didn't know how you upload it. I didn't know artwork, I didn't know anything. But I knew I wanted to do it. So I remember going to the studio um, and I had no name. So on my mm. way to the studio, I was like, I have no name. I'm going to record this podcast with no name. And you can't really introduce a podcast with no name. So you need to figure out what you're going to call it. Cool. Um, I was walking, I was like, I was walking, I was thinking all these kind of things. And I was like, I don't know, I don't know. I was like, money, finance, I was like, pounds. I was like, penny. I was like, actually, pennies to pounds. I did my extensive research to see if anyone had already taken it. They hadn't. <clears throat> and I was like, that's what I'm calling it. I, called, I asked like a couple of friends and my dad. Everyone was like, yeah, it's a cool name. And that was that. That was Penny's Fans Podcast. That's crazy. And I recorded the first episode and went from there. That's crazy. That's a great start. Especially how you came up with the name and then not really having something in mind and then going just like it randomly popping into your head. Uh, that's a brilliant start already, really. I mean, Thank I guess you. for you, what was it like that made you want to, because you obviously put out the tweets. What was it for you? Did you just feel like, not enough people are talking about this or is it just a conversation you wanted to have? Um, so a lot of people don't know, but back in 2018, uh, by April 2018, I started this series called Life Lessons of K on YouTube. And that mm. was essentially what I'm doing now. 
just in YouTube format. So mm-hmm. I did like videos about how credit cards work and all these kind of things, mortgages, all these taxes, all these things. But as you can imagine, people don't go onto YouTube and say, you know what, forget Tory Lanez, I'm going to go and type in and look at my <laughs> People don't do that. Right, and that's that's okay. So I put that on pause. I didn't give up. I put it on pause, um, and then the, then obviously Twitter just happened to happen because a lot yeah. of my friends really knew that I'd done that previously. So they were like, "Oh my gosh, can you give us that ways to save?" One of my friends suggested I should do a Twitter thread as a format wise. I was gonna put it on Instagram, and she's like, "Oh, do a Twitter thread and then screenshot it and put it on Instagram." So I was like, "Okay, cool. That makes more sense. It's more coherent that way." So that's how that works. So the, the thread was like irrelevant for me on Twitter. I just wanted it for Instagram. Um, and then that kind of happened but yeah to go back to your point I did like I, I knew I had the knowledge and I knew I had a good way of breaking it down because I did that a lot for my friends like, separately so I knew I had a good way of like breaking down these difficult topics but still holding like the core elements of that topic and so not like dumbing it down too much mm-hmm. and I thought you know what this is conversations that aren't really had I asked my friends about helping to buy ISA no one could give me an answer people just said mom said I should get one but no one could explain why and there's yeah. things, conversations I was having and no one could really explain why they were doing stuff. It was just like, mum said so, dad said so. I <laughs> don't know why. So yeah. I thought, you know what, let's just open up this dialogue and start talking about it. So, yeah. No, it needs to be, it needs why to be do you done. Think, yeah, that's, that's um, the thing that struck me the most about what you said is we're not having these conversations. Why do you think that is? Like, just people don't want to talk about it or is it because it's not taught in schools? I think obviously it not being taught in schools is a big factor and I think a lot of people just want to have these conversations regarding finances and money when it's all positive so mm. what you, yeah. we, we, we always know when rappers have money yeah but we never <laughs> hear about when people are going through struggles so yeah, people only want to hear like oh, I'm making money from Forex I'm making money from doing this but whenever someone's struggling a bit like you know what not gonna lie guys I'm at uni and I don't know how to budget my money we don't have those conversations yeah. that's what I think it is important conversation to have as well like so many people get stuck in situations or I think it would help because then you'd be able to see I don't know how to describe but like if someone was going through something and they actually came out and said yeah I'm actually struggling with this it might also help someone else because they'll be able to open up a dialogue and more people will be less discouraged to have a conversation which I think goes back to what you said People are scared to have that conversation. And also it's building habits as well. So, for example, if we're the first generation to receive the information and pass it down to the next generation, Mm. then that means we essentially have a family family line of just individuals who are financially literate, which is very important for our community as well, because I don't think um, our community has actually experienced that. Majority of us have come here straight away, started a job, got a mortgage, boom. And that's it. Whereas other sort of communities have come here, started businesses, um, and played the system to their benefit, and it's worked for them. But we're still yeah. in some sort of disadvantage. Exactly. Yeah, it's just, yeah. So it makes what you do that much more important. And like, I feel like uh, shadows of what you do like kind of mirrors what we did because you started this podcast in uni, right? No, well. No, so I started it in October, so I was technically still an enrolled student, which I still am now, but mm. I wasn't at uni, I was back home. Cool, got you, I see. That's fair. So, like, even just, but even, like, from a uh, perspective of just, like, having to, like, juggle the two, like, that's something that... Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Me and Demi, when we initially started this podcast, it was, like, you know, how do we juggle being a student and, I guess, even working and at uni? Like, what were the struggles, like, you went through, like, having to, like, 
prioritize certain aspects of your podcast and your life was there ever a point where that happened yeah I feel like my my schedule is like even worse now which is like so crazy <laughs> um like so my, my week would have to figure out so I worked three days a week um so that, that was really three days written off three days I can't do anything because I'm working mm-hmm. and then I still had uni work to do at home I just still had things to do so but I had to go to the studio and try and figure that out so it was like it was a proper balance and then I one day sat down and said you know Kia, you actually got to be serious with your life but yeah. people look at you as if you're serious but you're not serious with your organization and I sat down yeah. myself on the panel and I literally planned out my day and I was like right so I dedicated like every Wednesday is when I record the podcast doesn't matter what's happening doesn't matter what I need to do that will fit around that but that's when I'm recording the podcast mm. and obviously I'm working Saturday Sunday Monday let's say so that's work and I'll just put everything else around it because that was the only way I was going to get things done otherwise I would I don't think the podcast would be going to this point today if I didn't do that yeah no I love it when I hear people had conversations with themselves like that like we at the start of the year more or less had that same conversation with ourselves where it was like we're doing this but how seriously are we taking it and we all you know you have to more or less look yourselves in the eyes or and look your friends in the eyes to whoever you're doing the podcast with and being like yo this is serious like what you do is fantastic as well so you have to look yourself in the eye and be like what I do is really important and really good but if I don't you know, take it seriously. How can other people take me seriously as well? So I really, I love hearing stories like that where you just like you sack yourself up and you go out and then you give a hundred and ten percent. Thank you. I tried. It was hard, but I tried. <laughs> yeah, it has to be done. Hundred percent. It's true. And it's paying dividends. Like I feel like you're like so. This week you had your rebrand, and I feel like. It, what was the what was the thought process behind that? Because I actually quite like the design before, but like now it looks so much more like sophisticated. Like, where did the yeah. idea from that come from? Um, so a lot of people kind of I, I feel like a lot of people see me and think, oh yeah, you know, she just kind of like drops things here and there. Like when I tell you, I'm very strategic. Like I'm planning four mm. moves already. Yeah. So in my head, I knew about two months ago that I wanted to get new artwork done. That that was really I knew it. I just didn't know what I was going to do and all that. So I, it was kind of like in my head, like I need to get this done. And right. um, it just so happened that six months of Penny Spouse was coming up. Like I looked back at my first episode and looked back at the day and I said, oh my gosh, six months is coming up. I said, okay, this is a perfect time to change it up because I was like, the podcast is good at the moment, but it's not where I want it to be. So I already knew I wanted to change it mm-hmm. up that sense. I was like, you know mm-hmm. what, may as well go full Monty and change it. Um, so I decided, like, I just, I just said, the artwork was great. When I first got it done, I said, this is sick. I've always said I wanted a logo that, even if there's no words on there, you look at the logo and you know what it is. That's yeah. what I wanted. Mm. So the, the the original one was amazing. I loved it. Um, but then the the new one came and I was a bit like, when it was being designed, I was like, oh, I don't know. You know, I'll mm-hmm. stick to the one I've already got. And then when it came, yeah. I said, this just kind of like encapsulates what I'm doing in like a more professional and sleek way. And I was like, this yeah. is it. Like, I'm just going to go with the rebrand and then now I'm going to push and this is what I want to do. And I feel like I wanted... Like, yes, I'm serious. I know I'm serious, but I wanted another level. I wanted, if people look at me or brands look at me, they're like, right, yeah, this is the girl, this is the podcast we want to collab with, whatever it is, I want you to look at me and say, yeah, this is who we want to work with. And I wanted to yeah. kind of allude that um, and do that in the artworks. That's why I did that. Cool. Yeah. What would be some of like, your dream collabs then? Because obviously that's part of the reason. Is Have you given it any thought? Yeah, so... I'd say, like, it's, it's in my head. My number one, I say, or number like top two, probably like 
Nella Rose and Miss Banks. Mm. Mm. And it might, it might sound a bit like, okay, but they're not like finance. I don't necessarily always want finance people on my podcast. There's always a way you can link back to something. Um, yeah, but I think that they'd be really insightful. Like I'd be able to get stuff out of them and be really insightful. I, like, they're definitely top two. That's a, that's a good combination. That's a really interesting choice. Things. I always see Miss Banks out here supporting the most random people. It's like <laughs> shots. I'm like, how does she even know this person exists? <laughs> yeah, no. But she's always out here. Shouts out to Miss Banks, man. Yeah, no, but man, I think she's great. I I think that makes sense because I'll be honest. Like I've been binging your podcast recently, and the thing I like about it the most is like it's very short and it's very to the point. So you're, yeah. you're obviously like on average like 30 minutes long. So I, I've literally cleared like two thirds of it within this like past week. And I feel like you've got really good like <laughs> variety of like guests and stuff. So for example, my favorite episode so far, I think was with your dad because he, oh, okay. he's very insightful. And like, I feel like obviously that like, probably inspired you to do the stuff that you do. But um, yeah, I can see your point. So you could easily get different types mm. of guests who actually do different things. It's kind of like what we do. Like our guests don't yeah. really have much of a correlation to what we speak about the majority of the time but it's good to have different perspectives on and different, different topics things. you can you know you can talk about so i couldn't agree more it's yeah. so good to be able to just sometimes have people on and not necessarily but just get a different perspective on maybe even the same thing that's going on so obviously there's been a lot of talk about what's going on in the world and stuff like that so it's always interesting to have different people on and I guess that's what you try to do get different perspectives um, to do the whole thing You're wait what huh Did the fingers freeze <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was yeah the audio cut a little bit <laughs> it was just frozen for a it. bit oh god I thought you guys froze I was like what's happened <laughs> no, we're waiting for you. To, we're waiting for you, bro. But you were saying about different perspectives and stuff. Yeah, no, I was just saying I like I like that. That's what she's aiming to do. Like that's what Kay wants to do is get different perspectives and similar to what we do here as well. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the frozen ruined my momentum. Technical difficulties. But um, I was going to ask you a question. So me and Eman as well. Um, we have like backgrounds in finance well more me than Iman but Iman shared a similar background to me um what you you study French and business right mm-hmm. was that a conscious choice to like what made you want to pick it is my question that's like another rabbit hole I <laughs> okay so I went to like a really 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 good sixth form like one of the best in the country um and like it's very, it was a very intense sixth form. Like, if I said the name, you'd know exactly who I was on about. Um, and it was kind of like, I don't even think I knew what, what I wanted to do. At mm. one point, I was going to do biology. At another point, I was going to do dentistry. So it was all kind of like up in the air. And then they kind of like pushed me towards doing a language. So I right. went, okay, cool. I was really good at economics as well. But I wanted to do a language and that. And no uni that I wanted to go to anyway. I'm offered that as a combined degree. So I just went to business instead, and that's kind of how that came about, really. Okay. Yeah, because it's interesting, like, because I would even like I'd ask you, Iman, like, what made you pick, like, uh, was I guess you did a, something in accounting, like me, 
Yeah. But like, I don't know what my thought process was to end up doing accounting or finance. <clears throat> what was yours to end up going that route of accounting? Do you even remember or know? Um, I, I definitely don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? To be honest, uh, sorry, apologies. Um, basically, um, it was something to do with business. And I think what currency was like, um, it was one thing I wanted to do just just because I wanted the skill set. So mm. in case I go into business, like starting a business, um, starting a new venture, whatever it may be, um, learning the system. What I did, what I studied was AAT, uh, which is um, Associates for Accounting Technicians. And pretty much as soon as you get to level four, you can become a financial advisor if you wanted to, or go on to do other sort of um, certifications such as SEMA, ACCA or ACA or known as ICAEW. Um, but pretty much what I wanted to do, what the foundation was, was to learn the skill set so I can take that skill set into business. Because majority of the people who start businesses, they don't know what they're doing. They'll just do like a, just buy, sell, and then that's their profit. Whereas um, if you can segment those costs and find out exactly what your profit is, then it's a lot better. So having that skill set for me was very much important than becoming an accountant itself. Hmm. And that's why I did the AAT. I hear that. It's just interesting because yeah. I always want to know what make people choose the things that they chose. Because, like, yeah. I feel like at a young age, like, we get a lot of pressure put on us to do certain things, like, as far as yeah. academic-wise. But in, we don't yeah. necessarily know what the long-term payoff is or if that's something we actually want to do. Yeah, and that was, yeah. That was another thing as well. Like, um, pretty much, that was, that was the reason, the real reason why I started accountancy right just to do that and mm. even getting an apprenticeship as well it was it was kind of difficult for me because the thing is a lot of people were asking me what do you want to do in life and I didn't know what I wanted to do in life to be honest with you and when you're 19 no, it's a crazy really question no. it's a real yeah, crazy it's question mad. like people will just say what do you want to do in life it's like I, I don't know so then as I'm in the apprenticeship it's like you now put yourself in this mindset that accountancy is going to be for the rest of your life and then you now lose your way of what you want to like why you started accountancy and stuff mm. like that and it just it just got to a point where it was just like I, I, I don't want to do it anymore and then you know once you realize who you are then you realize where you're going then you realize where you're going and then you can now make a path for yourself and then decide what you're going to do next and at that time I just didn't know so it was just really hard for me so um because a lot of people were just asking me, oh, okay, do you want to do accountancy? It's like, yeah, yeah, I want to do accountancy for the rest of my life. It was like, for the rest of your life, for the rest of your life. And then it's just like, got to a point where it was just yeah. really low. It's just like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. But the main reason why, just to go back to it, was mainly just to learn a skill set for business. Right. Yeah. It's, so, it's such a shame. Like, life is, not a shame, but life is crazy because you think when you start at A-level and you're, you're doing a course and... Like, you actually think, oh, this is going to lead to what I want to do for the rest of your life, and it's not even close. Like, I wouldn't say no. where I study politics is now where that's that's not even close to the field that I'm in or I work in. It's just insane the amount of pressure you can put on yourself when you're young and you don't even have all the answers. Yeah. It's just a shame. <laughs> I don't know why we... Like, why do you put that sort of pressure... Why do we put that sort of pressure on ourselves, you know? I, I think it's because... Um, teachers, well, majority of teachers, I would say, from having conversations with friends who've become teachers, 
they mm. they have not become who they wanted to become so they've become teachers because that's like their secondary their plan b mm. um not to apply anybody who, who didn't want to become a teacher if anybody's listening so on and so forth but i feel like they'll put the pressure on you because they feel like you could do better and you could become something greater More, than yeah, them some, yeah. yeah so i feel like that's what they do but if you just don't know what you want to do, then it's a bit different. So that's also fun. But I think I think majority of the time you'll find your way. By the time like you, for most individuals, most average individuals, they'll find their way at the age of twenty-one, and then they'll find out who they want to become, what they want to do in life, and they'll start planning. So, mm-hmm. for some people, they plan a lot later. But I would say that for most individuals, they'll start planning at twenty-one. But one thing that is always good though is like, for example, in your case, in your case, Kay, like you can at least use your degree to kind of help you with your podcast. Cause obviously, or to some degree, like you, you're picking up and learning stuff and that's kind of like firsthand knowledge and you can pass that down. Whereas like, I mean, I guess my degree and what I did and half qualified being an accountant, it doesn't necessarily help with the podcast, but I work for a company that's in media. So that ties in there. So whatever way I can turn my life experiences to help the podcast, that's mm. a positive. If that makes sense, yeah. so yeah. it's never necessarily like a bad thing. Obviously, it's good to have the qualification, but if you can tie it into something you actually are passionate about, that's where the real, you know, value comes from, in my opinion. But exactly. it is yeah. different for everybody. Uh, yeah, it's so different for everyone. Like it's just insane how much. I just think there's a in terms of like the finance and everything we've been talking about. It's just it's a shame that schools don't teach it more. And, and then you look back on your school experience and you've learned a lot, but it's not stuff that actually helps you in life. And then you don't necessarily get those skills until maybe it's a bit too late. Like you come to find things out or that's why it's great what you do, Kay, because it's like there's some conversations that, you know, just need to be had and that we're having them too late in life and trying to find out, you know, how to buy a house or the guidance. It just isn't necessarily there to the duty that paying bills. No, it's so right. It's absolutely true. That's why I'm just trying to open up the dialogue. Um, mm. Just trying to make things a lot easier. Because obviously there's going to be people who are just like, oh, I wish I knew this five years ago, but at least you know it now. Um, yeah. And it's just about whenever you learn it, just learning it and being able to pass it down to others around you, whether it's your loved ones, whether it's your kids, whoever it is, being able to pass on that knowledge. Um, so yeah. thankfully I can do that with obviously people on social media. My brother's younger than me as well, so I'm able to do that to him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he doesn't get into any kind of trouble because he's 17. So yeah. yeah. Real opportunity. Very, very good. Like, like, very to learn. like, I, like I, I was saying like a part like social media and stuff, there's been, there seems to be, in my opinion, a rise of like, financial accounts like people who have like that kind of background so for example like we know Sade who does um penny yeah, pal, penny pal. Yeah, um yeah. who does loads of multiple stuff and yeah. just other people as well doing their thing out here giving us real financial knowledge um mm. my question to you is like people seem to sometimes get opinion mixed up with fact and my question is like where do you draw the line as far as if you put out something for example i don't know Let's say, like, they help to buy stuff, for example. Say you put out uh, a thread on that and you say, just, just stating the facts about how it works, et cetera, et cetera. Then somebody else comes out with a think piece talking about how awful it is. 
where do you do you often find yourself like let me just try to give people more fact than opinion or what what's your yeah. like standpoint on that yeah i definitely had that when i put out that thread that, that's why i laughed yeah someone that <laughs> when i put out that thread yeah um and i just think it's very interesting I, there's as you mentioned the rise in these these financial accounts which is obviously i'm not the first and i will not be the last um but i feel like some of them I, no I, you know I'd, I'd say like a majority of them put out information tied in with their opinion which I think is right. quite interesting mm. and quite risky. Um, like, as you, so if we take, go back to the health to buy ISA situation, so I put out straight facts. I didn't mm. say this is great. I didn't, well, I, I didn't say you should get this over this. I didn't say anything. I said, this is how it works. Mm. Um, you know, it's definitely worthwhile reading into it more and see even if, if it fits you. And then there was someone who came out and said that this is terrible. You should never get this. And that they even linked back to my friend. And I said, that's very cheeky, but you know, mm. carry on. Um, <laughs> And then basically just slaughtered it and said how terrible it is. And that was their opinion. And they're entitled to their opinion. Mm-hmm. But then you have people like, I, I always think, um, obviously I have a big following. So I have to be very mindful. That there's going to be people yeah. who will literally take my word for gospel. Right. So if I now say that something's terrible and they listen to me and now all of a sudden it's just like, but you said it was bad and I followed you. I never want to be in that yeah. situation. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's well, why I think it's very tricky to to be able to put your opinion out there attached with something so crucial mm, like yeah. that because people are literally listening to the information you put out and if you say you should invest in x stock yeah because i think mm. it's going to be good and then the stock crashes people are going to come back to you and say but you mm. tweeted this and said, i should have done <laughs> yeah. this and i did it and now it went down yeah. that's why i don't like doing that yeah. and the worst thing about that is um what's it what you call it um financial advising if like i think majority of the individuals today they're they're giving advice as if they are financial advisors and if someone is smart enough to turn around and say this person gave me this advice and they could take them to court and that's just another story that people yeah Yeah. you don't want to be lying but how do you avoid not giving your opinion because if you believe something like you i mean obviously you can give straight facts and you know two plus two equals four that's that's you know the bottom line but surely it's difficult to also give your opinion just like in anything on, in life like you know i guess it's a bit more with finance it's a bit more it is a bit more black and white it's not like reviewing an album or something where it's your opinion but still it must seep through when you discuss stuff. um yes and no like i feel like i'm i'm all right at being able to just literally just state the facts and like you'll notice sometimes that people will ask me, I've had people message me and, or like tweet me out and say, oh, you know, hi, you mentioned about savings accounts in your podcast. What's, what, what's the best one for me to get? And I will say, well, you know, mm. there's quite a few that you can pick from. Um, it all depends on your needs and the needs of some of them. And they're like, okay, cool, but what, which one do you have? And then you'll see me reply back and be like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to advise one over the other. It's completely up to you. Mm. and people get upset by that yeah, people, okay. like I said there's a lot of people who freely give their opinion but they shouldn't do that mm, in my yeah. opinion again see like that's, that's just on me no, I don't no. think that you should be freely giving your opinion so I'm very much like so like even a good example was the help to buy versus the lifetime I saw so I have one of them and I've never said which one I have because yeah. there's pros and cons to both exactly it all depends on what you're looking for people have come to me and said okay cool so which one do you have and I know if I give you what I have you're probably going to now copy me because yeah. obviously like you, you want to take in my knowledge cool. But then if it doesn't fit 
your lifestyle and what you're trying to say for and you'll come back to me and be like so why did you tell me you did this i got it because you got it so i'm always yeah. very weary and i'm just like i i know when to kind of draw the line that is so important yeah, no, it's about like it's actually about uh circumstances you know because everyone's circumstance is different so if you come on the, on the on the timeline and say yeah uh go out and buy your car outright that's the best way to buy your car that's not everybody's truth and to be honest yeah. obviously there's pros and cons for even not buying it outright so people don't necessarily look at things with nuance and be, realize everyone's financial circumstances are com- is completely you know different yeah it's very different you know it's hard to to come on to the timeline and just give everybody your opinion on financial stuff in particular so i yeah, think why you do it to be honest it's, it's a smart thing to do yeah because certain people can't do, necessarily do it for themselves and then they're just looking for one person to say it and then they're like that's it that's that must be a way to go about it so yeah, yeah i guess you do have to be very careful especially when with what you're giving advice on yeah does and that I, make I, you I nervous oh um make me nervous no i think in the beginning it did um mm. But I feel like I'm at a point now, obviously I haven't been super long, but I feel like I'm at a point now where I'm just like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm helping you, but yeah. I'm not going to sit here and give you my opinion. Like if, if someone asks me, oh yeah, so like, what do you think about this? I may give part of my opinion because you've asked me directly, but I won't say, oh mm. yeah, you should do this or this. I might be like, you know what? Like, I think this is interesting because of this, but equally there are some pros to this. Do you know what I mean? Um, but it's yeah. just, like, I feel like I've just gotten very used to, and don't get twisted in the beginning I used to draft up replies and then delete it <laughs> and draft up again and nah, show my dad like, is, is this okay yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah yeah I love that the only reason I say that is because I do that as well like if I'm in an intense argument or something or like you're having a debate you draft up your reply first and then you send it to the person just to make sure you've got all your facts there <laughs> has to yeah, be done sometimes gotta come with the receipts you know what I mean <laughs> but um I don't so you did a BBC talk. I did, yes. How was that? That was like your first live event, right? I think, or for the podcast. Well, I, which one are you referring to? Like BBC, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think because I've been listening to the podcast, so I'm so like my timeline <laughs> is so bad. No, it's okay. So I've done um I've done one live episode, and that was at Tate Britain. If you're talking about a live podcast episode, um, but I've also been in the BBC, I think seven times now. Yeah, on the radio. Nice. That's why I was kind of asking which one you want to talk about. I got you. So you've been doing this, doing this regular now, yeah? It seems that way. <laughs> I mean, I'm very grateful. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> dope, man, honestly. That's amazing. <laughs> Living that life. Well, I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. So the, B- <laughs> the BBC one, what was that like? I mean, obviously, you've done it several times now, so. I guess it's a really unique, the first time would have been a unique experience, but now it just seems, must be like. No, 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 it's still not like, oh yeah, whatever, no, it's still like, it's a big deal. But mm. I remember the first one, I got asked to come on to BBC Five Wake Up To Money, like on the radio. Um, and for anyone mm. who like listens to finance or does anything like that, that's like incredible, that's insane. And I remember telling my dad and he didn't believe me because he's been listening to this for years. And he was like, there's no way my door is going on BBC Five Live when it comes to money. He's like, it's not happening. Um, yeah, you love and to then see I, Yeah, but they, they, I remember they, they called me a cab to my house. I went to the studio and I said to him, all right, cool, wake up and tune in. Yeah, told him mm. what time I was going to be on. I remember sitting there so nervous. I was only on for like, only on there for like three minutes, four minutes. But I was so nervous. 
Mm. Um, and then mm. I was just speaking, and my dad was literally texting me like, "Oh my gosh, I can hear you on the radio!" Like, <laughs> yeah, I should radio. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah. So then I'm that one, that. and then I remember I think I think about five days later, one extra reached out to me, and I went up to one extra as well, mm. and that one was a lot longer. So that was like an hour. Um, oh, yeah. But that was like incredible like i remember i was so starstruck walking through i was taking pictures everywhere i met like reese parkinson i was like oh my gosh this is so mental that's great um yeah <laughs> insane absolutely insane oh, that's a great opportunity you looks like you took it with both hands it seems like you're really close with your dad would you say like is he your mentor or like is he the one you got everything all of this from yeah that's bro man that's that's my guy my guy <laughs> that's my guy man um so i always say like my parents were extremely instrumental in my financial literacy education when i was growing up 100 yeah. percent. um so if i just like skim the story quickly like they obviously was told me to say from a young age um and they they told me to be very entrepreneurial from a young age so i remember in primary school i used to make and sell scarves for my friends i used yeah. to go in ask them what color they wanted they tell me i'd go home buy by the wall knit it up and bring it in the next day that's what I did. And I made quite a bit of money from that in primary school. Secondary school, I was selling cookies, but like I would dominate the market. Like I had, I had meal <laughs> so deals, I had everything. I made money. They caught me once, but I'm smarter than that, man. Why, I, I, why I do you want to always hate? Like always Wait, someone else is not that, innit? I hate yeah, when they like do that. that. No, but I, I bust that case. Like that story is like I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it so much because so they thought they had me. Isolation, just said, nah, they did. I came straight back out and carried on selling. I was like, you can't hold me down for long, mate. You can't hold me down. Free case. Free me. That's my guy. <laughs> Honestly, so I made a lot of money from doing that. And then when I got to sixth form, um, at the time I had a natural hair blog, so like you know about Afro hair. Um, and then I decided, oh yeah, I want to get into like, selling stuff again. So I, there was like a couple of hair products that were US only. And I remember mm. the first time I ever had my business, I registered my business and I became the sole wholesaler of that, that product in the UK and the EU. And, like, that was me. Like I've always been, whatever's there, I'm going to, how I'm going to make it work. Um, mm. And they were definitely with me along the way, giving me tips and this and that. Not to say I've been perfect. I have had my times I've been in there. I've obviously like, like a lot of people experience life of but for the most part they've yeah. been there mm. yeah no, you yeah. Love to see it. i love that they played such a massive part in your story as well i just want to because you are a very interesting person what sort of other things are you interested in besides obviously finance the massive part for you but i'm sure there's other interests as well yeah do you know what no one's actually asked me this since i started the place of house <laughs> everyone just looks at me like finance guru you know just that's what she is <laughs> finance um I, I don't know, might come as a surprise or not, I don't know. I really, really love comedy. Like, okay. it was on my bucket list okay. last year to actually do a stand-up comedy, like... Hey, nah, no, this is thing. exclusive. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That was needed. actually what I was going to do. I just yeah, and all my that friends coming. were ready. My friends were actually were coming. We're coming to watch you. Um, but then all this kind of took off and I just kind of put it back there now. But yeah, like, I love mm. comedy a lot. I watch a lot of comedy. Um, I don't know. Like I like illustrating. I like doing hair. I don't know. Who's your favorite comedian? Yeah, now we have to get into our comedy bag now. Kevin Hart is rubbish. No, he's not the guy. Kevin. He's not Kevin the guy. Not... He's, he's Kevin Hart is not rubbish. He's not rubbish. He's not my favorite either. He's not he's the not guy, rubbish. bro. 
No one said he's the guy, but he's, he, it's because he's in Hollywood. He's I'm way too Hollywood, Hart. man. Kevin Hart's films are better than his comedy. No, I think most of them are just one-time watch. Nah, and then you watch them films. another five years later, to be honest, because I mean, they're funny. <laughs> they're funny, but it's just like, all right, cool, isn't it? That's it. Where there's like cult um, classic like Rush Hour, for example. Chris Tucker, he's just a comedian who's just... His voice mm, just carries yeah, him wherever he goes. But the thing is, he hasn't done really that many films, but yeah. I mean, Chris Tucker's just... Okay, who's your favourite comedian? If you had to um, pick. If I had to pick, I can only do UK because um, American, I just kind of just watch them. But like, if I'm talking about UK, um, mm. I really like, I really like, it's quite a few. Okay, no, I'll just pick two. I like Russell Howard. I think he's really funny. Mm. And right. um, I'm not trying to be biased, like he's my friend, but he's actually really funny as well. Um, no, this guy called K-Curd. Yeah, so K-Curd. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Hey Kurt, he is flipping oh. hilarious. Like he's my friend as well, but he mm. is so funny. He's no, nah, some good yeah. choices. I think for me it'd have to be Cat Williams, but I don't know. He's just Cat Williams. Is funny. I, sh- I just love his, how loud he is. Yeah, at, at, <laughs> his, at his peak, he was like yeah, he was untouchable, untouchable. <laughs> but yeah, I did not expect you to say comedy. Or you want to be like do stand up comedy? Definitely something you should look into, especially if it's. That's so amazing. Do it for banner, hasn't it? Do it for banner. You know, it's such polar opposites as well. Like you've got the finance, and then, or maybe you could find a way to work them both in. Yeah, do you know? I've been thinking about it because I feel like, um, like I've said to my friends, because for for my friends, I'm sure you can imagine, like it's it's quite surreal for them. So they know Kia, and I know Kia who does finance, but now everyone knows me as K. So they're, yeah. they're seeing like this one image and my friend even called me the other day and she said that because I had my first finance event in February, my birthday. And mm. she basically, she said to me like two days ago, she's like, do you know how weird it was for me to see you up on stage? She was like, you were so serious. And she said to me, she was sitting there laughing, not laughing at me, but she was like, I've never seen <laughs> yeah, a side yeah, to Kia. Like, this yeah. is mental. Mm. And then mm. she, she was looking around and everyone was taking notes and she was just like, this is insane. Like in a good way. She's like, I can't believe. Yeah. It would be so surreal. Yeah. No, nah, yeah, I guess that's a lot of people probably whose friends go on to do really successful things or have that surreal moment where it's like, wow, people are actually listening to them. Obviously, you probably bust banter with them as well. So there's been times where yeah. it's like they, they know one side of you. I mean, it's interesting to see this other side as well. I mean, I guess that, yeah. is that what's been the most interesting moment or surreal moment for you as a person whilst doing having all this success? Um... I'd say, if not the BBC, then I'd say Monzo. Like, that blew me out of the water. Like, I remember mm. Monzo followed me, and I was, like, insane. And then they saw my 2020 vision board, and they sent me, like, a care package out to my house. And I was like, that's mental. And then, um, I don't know, you, you probably didn't see it's flying. I saw, um, sorry, I saw, I did a couple of threads for them. Yeah. in the last couple of weeks as well and that was just like all of that was just so mental because literally when they sent me out 2020 vision board I was like I hope they're on my board like working with them was actually on my board and, <laughs> mm. like, and yeah that was really mental it's still surreal now I'd say 100%. see man I'm trying to have these moments as well you know I want boohoo man sending me stuff <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting there bro we're getting there bro. Slow, BBC, slow, BBC yeah. boys yeah. innit we're slowly Sing, getting there I've seen come 100% come 100% thank you 
it's speaking it into existence. Boohoo man, I want something. Ace, <laughs> you know where I, you know where I'm at. <laughs> you know where <laughs> I live. <laughs> they they know it well. Still delivering, even in these times. I was shocked. They're not playing. Yo, they're still delivering, man. They're actually, it's mad they're right actually now. actually out here, man. These honestly. times, I'm still waiting on my converses. Hey, Kay, you, you mentioned something really, really, really good on the podcast, and I'm so mad I didn't listen to it earlier. I'm not going to lie. I'm having a mare right now. Basically, long story short, I should have bought something with my credit card because it might have gone oh. astray. And so, obviously, you mentioned about if you buy it with your credit card, which I never knew that you get yeah. you know, double the amount of protection because if you know, yeah. go to the people who sent it, they don't say anything. You can at least go to your, your, your bank. So yeah. when I was listening to that, I was like, this is really, really good information because I'm from a financial background and I, I literally had no idea about that. So now I'm in a situation where I don't know where a certain thing I bought is. And if I'd done that, then obviously that's like extra protection. So yeah. like some of the information oh, you give is really, really, really key, man. Like I can't explain. For real. So That, that whole credit card thing I yeah. found out about at Christmas, you both were at the mill and... Uh, Vincent paid for something shout out to Vincent paid for something on his credit card I was like I just always had the mindset that credit cards weren't good or like it's credit so you don't it's not your money X, Y and Z and all the man then broke it down for me why it's like they're actually good I was like wow see these like life experiences like that like why they're so like it's so important to again have these conversations but yeah I didn't know the the credit card thing is a madness it's Mm. a whole new world (laughs) <laughs> it's, a, it's a culture thing though like I feel like growing up like my parents kind of had it in me in my head like that it wasn't a good thing so yeah. I guess I got to a certain certain age where I realised like the benefits of it and obviously mm. it needs to align with your lifestyle and you got to use it spend it wisely Yeah, and like you realise there's actually quite a lot of benefits in there mm. so you know because I've always question. heard about credit cards on like American TV and they'll be like oh I just max out my credit card they'll be like what are you guys doing <laughs> <laughs> max it out you know <laughs> Quick question: Have have any of you guys? I know right now everyone's on like lockdown and quarantine or whatever. But has anybody had like fraud done on their account throughout these past no. weeks? Because I've had I've had a couple of people, including myself, here. Yeah, people just use my account to buy certain things. I'm thinking to myself, what is going on? Because on my PayPal, someone bought two games and then tried to delete my emails, mm-hmm. and then I claim that back. And then on my on my bank account, someone tried to buy something from N Clothing. I was a bit like, what's going on? No. That like, gets me they, mad. No, it gets me mad because the thing is, I almost couldn't claim on back on PayPal because they said, yeah, that's you. I was like, no, it's not me. Yeah, PayPal is really hard to like claim back on for some reason. No, it's not hard. It's just that this one, for some reason, was the hardest because they'll say, no, nah, this is you. I'm like, no, nah, it's not me. I showed them the emails, everything like that, and they said, yeah, like, all right, cool, we'll send it back to you. But... These past couple Those of guys are the worst, really man. The worst one was when my dad gave me 200 for my birthday and then mum wiped my card on stuff I would never, like, never buy or eat. Like, I don't know. They got Burger King on the card. I was like, well, yeah, who no, eats no, that Burger King? No, no, it's you. <laughs> who eats a Burger King? your card for real. <laughs> yeah, four and in your card for real, man. Because they, they tried to buy stuff from Enclothing. Sometimes they sent me a text straight away saying, is this you? Is this you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. It may seem like me, but no, because I haven't ordered anything. I didn't enter any raffles. Would you even? Do you even have an account with N Clothing? Yes, I do. Yeah. Oh, mad. So it was. It was really strange. It was like, nah, it's not Mm. me. Called them up. Said, yo, this is a situation. Like, alright, cool. Send you a new card. So, 
Just gotta be nah, careful, it's man. Real. It's re- yeah, for real, it's real out here. You gotta watch your back. Yeah, for sure. Otherwise, they'll take it. <laughs> That's nuts. And this happened recently. Yeah, man. This happened. This happened last week. It's the fact that they tried to buy two games and then try to say, oh, yeah, my son really needs these two games. I'm like, I don't have a son. So someone's lying here. Somebody's lying here. That's jokes. Yeah. So... He man is childless as well, guys. <laughs> no man. baby in sight. I'll contact the company, told them, listen, I don't have a son. That's not me. I live here. So I don't know what information to Tell him Skepta, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, God, that's hilarious. Well, stay safe, not just from Corona, but also keep your bank out safe. Right. Yeah. Four one nine. Obviously, like how's it. everyone? I guess you got to ask. How's everyone coping? It looks like the end could be in sight. Don't want to get too gassed, but saw some good news from Italy, as I said earlier. Okay, you said this. Italy, like Spain, um, Sweden. I know Sweden's doing the madness right now, but mm. you know, yeah, I think. Um, if we're at our peak, then we'll see in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we'll see in the next well, couple of weeks. Because that will dictate if we can go off, if we can partially come out of lockdown in May. I mean, we won't partially mm. lockdown at the current moment. But if we can come out of partial lockdown in May or if it's in June, uh, we'll see yeah. in the next few weeks. So, that was... Okay, what, have you, what have you been doing to keep busy? Or like, just, is there anything to do? Do you know what? Um, I do you know I semi envy everyone who's not working from home because mm. I'm working. Um, so even though I'm doing like pennies pounds, I still work for like another company on the side. So I'm working mm. with them. Like I've got other people that I'm working with as well. So I'm essentially working like three jobs a day, and I Jeez. am. When I say I am sleep deprived, like people are just like they're like staying up to five in the morning and sleeping, waking up at two p.m. I'm thinking, mate, do you not have to be up eight in the morning for a video call? Like Damn. I can't be doing this kind of thing. Nah. I'm busy, so mm. that's what I'm doing. Gosh, yeah, yeah. Do you know what though? I'm glad I'm working from home because I don't know, like some certain people just or their job doesn't have a way to, for them to work from home, so they've yeah. been furloughed. But I don't yeah, know what yeah, I yeah, do. Yeah. Like the boredom would just be insane. Yeah. Especially I mean, I've got like, Netflix, I've got Disney Plus, I've got, God. what's this? I've got YouTube videos to make, so I'm not too... Yeah, I guess I should have asked you. Did, Disney, yeah. did uh, Disney Plus put Netflix in a spliff, like they're saying? Nah, man, they're, they're chatting was, bruv. I don't believe it at all. I mean, Disney Plus is cool, but you can't replace some of the stuff on Netflix, man. Some of the stuff nah, on Netflix is too good. The problem is Disney didn't come with enough original stuff. If you know what I mean for the launch, it's all, stuff, like it's all ev- stuff we've seen and grown up with, isn't it? I'm not gonna go watch the Marvel movies again, not right now, anyway. Not when it's so fresh in my mind. You've been watching, Harry, you've been watching Harry Potter for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Keep, that's been keeping me busy. I swear, still not watching Harry Potter. Me- <laughs> it's not that. Do you know what? I I thought the same thing. Having watched it now, it's not. It's nowhere near as bad as they made out. It's, it's more just- mythological. What? It's still just to me, mate. Oh, fair enough. You know I what they that. call it, yeah? They call it white mm-hmm. magic, fam. <laughs> so white magic. <laughs> That's soft magic. <laughs> oh, they ain't going to do nothing. Nah, was, the film series is interesting. I guess it was just something I wanted to get off, like, mm. to be able to say I've seen. Has it been worth it? I don't know, but... 
I mean, nothing else to <laughs> I'm do. Here now. I'm enjoying your live tweets, though. I'm, in, I'm enjoying the breakdown. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's reminding me. Because I watched it when I was a youth, so I don't really remember it very well. Mm. But uh, to see it, like, you running it back is, is quite jokes. But, God, it is a good film series. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, I think if, it's just about keeping busy, especially on this long bank holiday where you can't do anything. Because I was thinking the other day, I was talking to my mum, I was like, what would I be doing right now had I not, you know, if we weren't in lockdown? So it's just interesting to think about that sort of stuff as well. What would you mind be doing? Barbecues. barbecues. If it's not barbecues, it's football. If it's not football, bruv. I'm so there's bad, bare man. stuff there's gym there's uh, there's so many things to do but you just can't do it anymore and this weather and the thing is like I took I took a, a holiday like a one day holiday mm. so that one week I'll be working four days last week I'll be working four days and this week I'll be working four days nah that plan's messed up now I'm just <laughs> the whole entire time <laughs> it's gone out the window yeah, okay, what have you been doing mate if we were free, I'd be out here at some day parties, sipping some cocktails, you know, good vibes. <laughs> That's what I'd be doing. I'd have it all planned out, 100%. That's what I'd be hey, doing. Listen, that first motive after lockdown. It's going to go off. Like, gonna I, I promise you. No, I'm promising you. Yeah, like, I'm... So, I'm... I don't really go out, per se. Like, I go mm. out with my friends, but, you know, like I don't really go to events unless I'm, like, going to do something there, me personally. But yeah. once we are released... My face will be everywhere. Everyone will know me. I'm going to get every single motive. Yeah, hey, whatever time energy. it is, I will jump. I will jump. I'm, everyone will energy. see it. Going out. Hey. <laughs> energy. We need that. That's, that's, that's it right man. there. That's what I'm talking about. I don't want to see anyone standing on the walls. We're dancing. No, I'm, I'm no, having no, words no, with I'll the DJ. Dancing, little Tootsie slide. Whatever I need to do. <laughs> I'll do whatever. Whatever's required of I'm me. I'm going to be having intense words with the DJ. Like, listen, why has Pop Smoke not played twice already? <laughs> nah, it's going to be... I'll be ready. That first mimosa is going to be sweet. Oh, God. I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah, nah, me okay. too, man. 100%. It's, it's crazy, though. You do appreciate t- times like this in a sense because it's, it's like a chance to be able to sit down and actually, I guess, be grateful for the things you have and then the things you will have because this will be over at some point. Yeah, things you will yeah. have once it's all over as well. And I'm just That's grateful we was able to carry on with the pod. That was my biggest like worry. Like, how yeah. would we be able to do this? But we still here. They couldn't. We still they couldn't here, man. Hustle. We still here. <laughs> it's jarring because we're, we're on a we on a little bit of a, a ro- of a roll. You know, we had a couple nice things lined up, and then obviously Corona was like nabby. So mm-hmm. had to had to had to adapt. Did you have anything like lined up for your podcast where it was like, oh shit? <laughs> Mate, <laughs> I had like a whole months. I had like three months worth of like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do that, that, that. I had oh, everything man. like that, and I'm, I'm just like, cool. I guess mm. I won't. <laughs> real tears, man. Nah, nah you got to adapt and improvise, isn't it? I couldn't yeah. agree more. It really does does teach you what, like, how to go out of your skin and actually do something different. Which is why I'm happy we yeah. found this as an alternative. Yeah, still have sure. people's lovely faces on. Oh, for sure. So I have to deal sure. with you lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, before we go, I was gonna. One of my topics was just quickly, like I was wondering if you could talk about like any like job stories we've had that are like quite funny, like first jobs, for example. Because I was, I was having a little bit of a throwback here. I was cleaning out my house, and I found like a little. Um, like a name tag and it was like my Primark name tag when I first worked there. Oh, 
I was thinking, like, like, that job was the ghetto, like, woo chow. <laughs> like, some of the stuff I was doing, there. for example, I was on the top floor in Lakeside, yeah. and um, some woman comes up to me. I'm on, like, I'm, my job is basically to fold, fold all the clothes and stack them up. And some woman comes up to me. She's on the phone. She's not even looking at me, and she clicks her fingers at me, like, excuse me. And I'm like, what? Clicks her fingers and points at a basket for, for me to give her the basket. And I looked at this woman like, are you, are you actually kidding me? Like, am I some kind of like slave servant? And like, God. we had like a, like a back and forth and like I had like a disciplinary after it. But like, it just had me thinking like, obviously, some of the stuff that people have to do to make money is actually crazy. Like, do you guys have any stories that are similar or you think raw? Like, that's just character building. Yeah, no, I think for me, it was when I was working in San Martin. So that's like a pub in our area. Like, why, you know when jobs where you have to stand on your feet for ages? I think it's, it's everyone has to go through that. Like, you'll do your job yeah. in retail or, like, waitering or whatever. But I just, now that I look back, I was like, how did I do that? And then <laughs> it's just, it's difficult. It's lot, the hours are long. It's like, and then it's that sort of job where you, as soon as you go in, your, your mind is on the clock because you're like, I can't wait for this to be over so I can go home. There's no enjoyment whatsoever. It's literally for the money. It's just crazy how we put ourselves in those situations where you don't like the job. You know you don't like the job. The person that's hired you knows you don't like the job. We both know everyone's here for the money. That's it. Has to be done, though, isn't it? For real. Okay, do you have um, I have one. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, my, my first job was at McDonald's. And I was earning like four pound an hour and uh, working like crazy shifts. And do you know what? I, okay, I, I liked the people I worked with because everyone I worked with, so I was what, 17, I think, 16 mm. when I joined. And everyone was between the ages of like 16 to like 23, I'd say, like the majority of staff. So everyone's kind of like the same age. And it was cool. But then there was times where I remember we would just be packed. We'd have because I, I worked in one in my area which is really popular like drive through everything everyone knows what my area um mm. and we'd have like i'd be the only person on tills and i'd have a queue going out the door and oh, i had no. to somehow figure out how to serve people give them food and help drive through and i remember we did it there, there was one night where there was like one so i was on tills one girl on drive through and then one person in the kitchen and obviously one manager so imagine that's what, like, mm. four of us yeah and it was calm so that's usually enough it, it, it's like 10 p.m i think i think I finished at 11 and then at 10.45, a whole horde of people on motorbikes came in. About 50 people came in, all one at McDonald's. And like wow. I told you, there's one on each station. So we literally were like, oh my gosh. I literally <laughs> did overtime. I went to finish at 11 p.m. I finished at 1 a.m. Like I stayed there. Oh, Jesus Christ. We couldn't leave. Like me, me, me and the drive-thru girl were meant to leave. Hmm. But we couldn't. We had to help them. And what that was like I... insane. God, did you yeah. get paid for the overtime? Yeah, yeah, because it's like a clocking system, isn't it? So you get paid more God. if you just stay longer. But I, and also there, there was one summer, so I think we had like a week off. I don't know when you get a week off. Like, you know when the holidays from like six months and stuff. Mm. So we had a week off. And I remember I said to myself, I'm going to make money. For anyone I had six more work to do, I said, no, I'm going to work every single day. Guys, and I tell you, I worked something ridiculous. I, said, I worked something like 80 hours that week, I think. Bruh. Like I put in over time. <laughs> I put in over time that week. And I came out with 200 pounds. That I think that's when my heart broke. My heart broke. I came out with 200 pounds from doing 80 oh. hours. I said, no. Ah! no. God no. forbid. No. No mm-hmm. way. 
that's, that's how little's been paid. That's a that man. is a no. magazine. Uh, <laughs> that, was that was it? Two bills. But all them oh, hours. Fine, imagine, like, like I, I was starting at six a.m. and finishing at what, like six seven p.m. and then doing the same thing the next day and then staying extra hours where I could. I was doing all that to then get two hundred pounds. That week. Um, I was like, wow. I'm actually up. I'm upset. Yeah. I didn't do a drop of overtime after that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't do a drop of overtime after that. That was it. I was done. Drew the line. Never again. Man. Eight hours. Jeez. Yeah, no, nah, I'm sure. I've, I've never done eight hours in my life. Man. <laughs> That's crazy. But what's it? The thing is, it, it wasn't legal though. I was too young. I was 16 doing that. So they, they shouldn't mm. have let me. After like, 37, I should have had a break. Mm. But they said, no, if you want to work, keep working. Well, so is the pay even legal? Because you're saying £4. At the time, minimum wage was £3.85. So they'll pay me a minimum Jeez. wage. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, 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 you're right. You're right, yeah. yeah. Once, like, for example, it's 16, then it's 18, then it's 21. Yeah, yeah. Then it's just five, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's yeah. No, my, my, experience, my experience was different, man. Um, it's just... Stupid things happening. So basically, I was at my workplace. I was working at Next, and I was working in a factory. And pretty much what happened was that um, basically one of the managers was asking, why am I not picking? I said, I am picking at the moment. It's just not registering at the moment. So you're just going to have to wait like two seconds. And then once that happens, everything should be fine. So I picked, so like I'm picking items from like 200, and it goes all the way down to like 80. But then they, mm. um, they're doing like their stock takes. So then as soon as they do their stock takes, the picking list will go back up. So then I did that most of the time. And then I just told the managers like, yo, this is, this is the situation. Like you're picking and at the same time I'm picking. So right now it's going to go up. Even if I'm picking, I'm going it down. Mm. You're picking and it's going to go up. Cool. The main manager, like, I didn't pick up the phone for like two seconds. And, I told, and then I went back up. I told the manager, listen, I went to the toilet. Um, just bear with me. I said, yeah, but the thing is, you missed it twice. I said, well, yeah, I went to the toilet. So he's just trying to give me lip because he's just that camp individual who just wants to give lip all the time. Mm. Cool. I said, all right, listen, right now I've got to go back to work. I'm going to do my work safe. Put it down. Calls, calls me the next second. I pick up. He's like, why did you put the phone down while I was still talking? I said, listen, I told you I'm working at the moment. You're going to have to call me when like when it's closer to the evening at the moment because right now I'm trying to do my job yeah and right now you're stopping me doing my job but you're complaining about me not doing my job <laughs> cool I put down the phone next thing he says I, I, he calls again and I don't pick up he calls again I don't pick up then he calls a third time I go to him I pick up I said hello oh why did you pick up the phone it might have been a customer I know it wasn't a customer. It was definitely you that was calling. <laughs> was like, oh, so you're not man enough to pick up the phone. I put down the phone straight away. Pussy, yo. Listen, if you're listening, for your name's reason. Greg. You're moist. Don't like you. <laughs> See your son? I like your son, though. Sam, shout out to Sam. But you, yeah, you're moist. That's hilarious. Oh, God. Yeah, no, that, them times working at Next, it was just something else, man. It was just... Warehouse jobs are the worst, man. Because even at that time when I told you I was working at Tesco and Perfectly, like, just... The things you find yourself doing are just things you wouldn't normally do. And it's just like, but it's a, it's a, it's a point in life. And I think everyone has to go through it again because it's character building. 100%. Definitely. It's, definitely it's just an experience building. you have to have. Well, I think when it comes to like, um, 
when it comes to retail working and there's warehouse individuals, they look down upon people who are working on warehouse work, even though we're getting paid the same. So in other words, I'm the same individual as you, but mm-hmm. you look down on me because I'm working at warehouse. So I, it's just that sort of mentality, especially when you're working at retail and warehouse work. It's just, yeah. it's completely 100%. different. 100%. And then there's yeah. two different mindsets where it's like banter. And then when you work in, in like a store or something, it's very much upscale. Mm. So it was at that time, it was just character building. Cause I just, I just saw individuals, I just saw behaviors. It's really interesting working at like retail and warehouse yeah. work at the same time because you just get to see behaviors and then you get to make judgment calls in the future. So agreed. Yeah, it was real interesting, but it was just life. Good life. Good life lessons, like like you said, like you know, something. That... The biggest one that I learned was the most important thing about work is enjoy the people you work with. Because if you don't, Brav. forget about it. Forget about it. See them on there. <laughs> love it so yeah that's, nah, that's all the all the topics I think um, yeah no, that was a that was a good good little discussion I appreciate you coming on gang but I... thank you so much again yeah thank, thank you. you very much for coming through much yeah, appreciate watching out for your comedy I'm I'm, I'm interested now <laughs> I'll definitely come you through, got, you know. We'll definitely come through. For real. Yeah, you just got let us know when. Out of quarantine, we need something to do, man. <laughs> Make it happen. Once I do it, I will give you guys front row seats. Oh, oh fantastic. Yeah, okay. Perfect, perfect. Got perfect, it. Absolutely. For real. I'll be there with that, like, the sign that says number one fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, all the best. All the best of all your endeavours and, like, your podcast as well. And, Hopefully, when this is all like done, we can actually do like a proper episode in person. So, absolutely, I'll be looking forward to actually meet you guys properly in person and not ever Zoom, even though it's a good time. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, um, let them know your socials, your your, your information. Well, yeah, my information. Um, so, if you want to find out more about Penny's Pounds, um, you can follow us on Instagram, which is Penny's Pounds Pod. On Twitter, it's pennies a pound, as in singular pound. Someone took the S one, so pennies a pound. Um, <coughs> and, I know, right? Sad. But, um, and the podcast is pennies a pound podcast. But yeah, that's pretty much where we're at. If you want financial guidance and information and things like that. Perfect. Lovely. Appreciate stuff. it. Thank you once again for coming Thank on. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. No problem. Thank you. Cool. Bye. Peace. Take care. Best. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. 
Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. 